Score Innovation Podcast. Welcome to the Score Innovation Podcast channel for a new property and casualty episode. My name is Veva Collison, Head of Marketing for the Americas, and with me is Michelle Krenzer, Global Leader Onshore Energy, who was recently featured on the channel for the episode The Refinery of the Future, and Nicholas, a young enthusiast about his environment. The three of us are your hosts today. SCORE is firmly committed to support the shift towards a cleaner and more sustainable future and closely follows developments in this regard across many sectors. Today's topic is part one of a new three-part series dedicated to hydrogen. Nicholas, hi, and thank you for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and, and tell us a little about why this topic is interesting to you? Hi, my name is Nicholas. I'm nine years old living in Brooklyn, New York, and in school I learn a lot about the environment. I'm very scared about the environment and global warming becoming such a problem because global warming has been causing all kinds of chain reactions on our food like animals and crops. The reason of global warming is mainly because of fossil fuels. Most of the fossil fuels produce gas inside of cars, which goes up into the air. Then the air becomes polluted and then it becomes toxic to breathe and heats up the atmosphere. We can stop these fossil fuels by making most things that run on fossil fuels electric or run by other sources of power, like hydrogen. I'm not sure about how hydrogen works. I have heard a lot about it in school. But what I do know is that I'm really interested about it and that it seems like a good solution for the environment and for our future. Thank you, Nicholas. This was a great introduction to our subject. Michelle, as a key contributor to the global discussion around the impact on climate change, you and your team wrote a technical newsletter that looks at how the energy transition is reshaping the future of refineries. And you mentioned hydrogen as one of the solutions. In the meantime, COP26 was held in Glasgow and the energy transition was on the news for 10 days. According to you, what, uh, why is it worth expanding on the subject of hydrogen? Well, thanks for having me on this podcast. Uh, and Nicolas, nice to meet you. And wow, it's great to hear that the younger generation is so knowledgeable and so interested in this subject. The energy transition is a huge challenge for all of us, and more specifically for industrial companies. At SCORE, we support companies that are involved in the energy transition, and an important step for everyone is to understand issues, understand solutions, in order to make the right choices. This is the subject here. COP26 was about policies, but we didn't hear that much about solutions. Hydrogen will probably be an important component of the energy transition. There's a huge number of announced projects related to hydrogen, totaling more than $500 billion of investment. There's a lot of research and innovation, and as a result, there's also a lot of interest in the public. So in, in one word, can you remind us why hydrogen is potentially so promising? Yes, hydrogen, when burnt, releases energy without producing CO2. It just produces water. It can also be used to produce electricity, again, without generating CO2. And there are now methods to produce hydrogen with little or no CO2 emissions. That's why hydrogen is likely to play a major role in the energy transition. 
it could reduce CO2 emissions by 15, 20% before 2050. I think it will become part of our lives. Well, great. So, Nicholas, this is your opportunity to ask some questions to Michel. What would you like to know about hydrogen? Well, if we start from the beginning, can you explain what hydrogen is? Yes, that's a great start. What we're talking about here, Nicholas, is hydrogen gas, like oxygen or natural gas, but it's not present in the atmosphere. Its formula is H2 because its molecules or particles are made of two atoms of hydrogen. So it's got some very interesting properties, right? Yes. Did you know that the universe is made of around 100 different chemical elements or atoms? Look in what is called the table of elements and you will see the lightest atom is H, hydrogen. Hydrogen is a very light gas the lightest of all gases, about 14 times lighter than air, and that's why it's been used in zeppelins in the early 1900s. Second, it's very flammable, and when burned, it releases energy, just like natural gas you use in your kitchen or your boiler. Hydrogen is a powerful source of energy, has been used as a fuel in rocket engines. And it could be dangerous? Yes, potentially. But if handled properly, it's like natural gas. The famous Hindenburg Zeppelin fire in 1937 was a tragedy that tarnished the reputation of hydrogen. There have been accidents since, like with natural gas, but we're already used to work with hydrogen. That sounds very scary, but good to know that we have learned how to handle it. So where do we find it? Well, did you know that the chemical element H is the most abundant element in the universe? It accounts for 75% of, of its mass. Stars and our sun are mainly composed of hydrogen. It's the nuclear fusion of hydrogen in the sun that produces its energy, which, by the way, is, has nothing to do with the combustion of hydrogen, which is a chemical reaction, not a nuclear reaction. Great, so that might help on the sun, but how about on planet Earth? Good question. Hydrogen is also abundant on our planet. Although some deposits of natural hydrogen have been discovered underground, it's mostly combined with other elements. Hydrogen atoms are present in water. The famous chemical formula of water, H2O, I'm sure you heard. Yes, of course I've heard about it. Well. It means that in every molecule of water, there are two atoms of hydrogen that are chemically bonded to an atom of oxygen. Hydrogen is also present in hydrocarbons, and today that's where hydrogen is mostly produced from. It's present in many organic materials, plants, or bodies, etc. So there's plenty of hydrogen on Earth. Sounds great. So what do you do then? Well, hydrogen is chemically bonded, as I said, so we need to sort of extract it by breaking these strong chemical bonds. How do you do that? You can chemically extract hydrogen from methane, the lightest hydrocarbon, and the main constituent of natural gas by breaking these carbon-hydrogen bonds. It's the main method today, and it's called steam methane reforming. In the future, hydrogen will be extracted from water by electrolysis. 
Can you just explain steam methane reforming? Sure, we're getting technical now. Basically, your feedstock is natural gas, which is mostly made of methane, which is the simplest of hydrocarbon. You mix it with steam, heat it to about 800 degrees Celsius, pass it over a catalyst, and a chemical reaction occurs, which results in a mixture of hydrogen and mainly CO2. Today, unfortunately, for every ton of hydrogen produced, 10 tons of CO2 are generated. Again, innovation is necessary to make this production CO2-free and cost-effective. One method is to add a carbon capture system to steam methane reforming, and that's called blue hydrogen, but it doesn't capture 100% of CO2. It is technical, but much clearer now. Also, you mentioned electrolysis. Can you explain how it works as well? Sure, it's a process by which electric current is passed through a substance. For hydrogen production, this substance is water. It splits molecules into its constituents, hydrogen and oxygen. It's magic. You can actually build a small electrolyzer at home by using a battery and make some experiments. The electrode connected to the negative side of the battery will produce small bubbles of hydrogen. Just be careful, Nicolas, as hydrogen is flammable. Okay then, I'll try not to blow up my parents' kitchen when I test it. Good. And industrial electrolyzers use the same basic principle, but their technology is just much more sophisticated. It was discovered in 1800, so some time ago. And provided the electricity is renewable, electrolysis doesn't produce CO2 at all. I'm just curious. It's not present as a gas on Earth, so when and how was it discovered? Sure, hydrogen was first artificially produced in the early 16th century, a long time ago, by the reaction of acids on metals. It was later named from Greek hydro, meaning water, and gen, meaning generator, because chemists managed to form water from hydrogen and oxygen. So why hasn't it been used before? Yeah, good question. Often scientific discoveries have practical applications only much later. So is hydrogen used a lot today? Yes, today hydrogen is already produced in very large quantities, about 90 million tons per year. It's used essentially in industry to chemically react with other substances, not as a source of energy. And today there are three main applications. First in refineries, where almost half of today's hydrogen is produced, and it's used to desulfurize petroleum products. Isn't that where gasoline is produced? Yes, exactly. And second, to produce ammonia and fertilizers. And third, to produce methanol, which is an important intermediate to produce other chemicals. Why isn't it used more widely today? Well, hydrogen is expensive to produce, and its production generates a lot of CO2 with today's methods. In addition, it's not easy to store or transport. And what about tomorrow? Tomorrow, thanks to innovation and scale-up, hydrogen will be produced without generating CO2. It's called green hydrogen and at a competitive price. 
it will continue to be used in refineries and chemical plants, but it's opening a lot of new applications. Nicholas and Michel, I am sorry to interrupt this great discussion during which I believe we all learned a lot today. It's a big amount of information to digest and great job quizzing Michel Nicholas. Thank you both for teaching us hydrogen basics today. Thank you so much for having me, Michel and Zviva. Thank you, you're welcome. It was a great pleasure. On our side, we will continue the conversation on hydrogen with Michel in the next episode dedicated to new applications of hydrogen. So please stay tuned for more soon. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the SCORE Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other audio platforms, and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of SCORE Innovation Podcast.